0: Welcome to Author Conversations, presented by Arcadia Publishing and the History Press. I'm Jonathan Foster, and this week I'm speaking with Alan Stello, who is the author of Arsenal of History, the Powder Magazine of South Carolina. The Powder Magazine was completed circa 1713 as an arsenal to safely store munitions in the South Carolina colonial capital of Charlestown, serving continuously in defense through the 1740s and periodically until the 1820s. Rescued from destruction in 1902, the building has served as a museum for more than a century, inspiring countless other historic conservation efforts. Museum director Alan Stello presents the story of the state's oldest public building by establishing connections between the arsenal and the significant episodes it has witnessed. Readers will enjoy an introductory look at South Carolina colonial military history while gaining an appreciation for this icon of history and preservation. Alan Stallow, Jr. is the director of the Powder Magazine Museum in Charleston, South Carolina. He's a licensed tour guide with the city of Charleston and previously served as special events coordinator for the Old Exchange and Provost Dungeon. His research interests cover a range of South Carolina history topics from piracy to public education. Alan, thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Now, it sounds self-explanatory, but what is a Powder Magazine?
1: Well, the uh, Powder Magazine... Or a powder magazine in general, um, is general, it historically refers to a location where there's the storage of uh, armament or gunpowder. Um, the word magazine is an Arabic rooted word. It basically means storage house or container. In the case of the powder magazine in Charleston, um, that is a historic uh, museum today, uh, that building was built to be a, a location to house about five tons of black powder in the colonial history.
0: Our Powder Magazine here in Charleston uh, I think helps tell not only our city and state story, it also tells our national story. It's the oldest building in South Carolina. Can you tell us how this magazine came into being and why it was necessary to have this magazine?
1: Sure. Um, when South Carolina began as a colony in 1670, it was a privately owned colony. and there really wasn't a king or queen standing army for protection. And so being owned by eight shareholders, they provided money for the defense of the colony. Uh, One of the measures that that this money would provide would be a wall to be wrapped around the capital of South Carolina at the time, Charlestown. And it would have about a hundred cannons that perimetered the city. And of course that created a need for a central location to safely store Gunpowder, and that's how the gun, the powder magazine came into being in the year seventeen thirteen.
0: And it wasn't just militia gunpowder; there was also private gunpowder stored there as well.
1: Right. So the, the the overarching threat really would have been the Spanish threat at this time in the colonial history of South Carolina. Um, that being in, from Florida, um, Saint Augustine uh, being a stronghold of the Spanish since. 1565, um, and so the English coming into South Carolina knew that they were getting very close to that Spanish territory. But as they find out, also uh, piracy is going to be a problem. Uh, slave insurrection is a continual issue that they're that they're dealing with, um, and also dealings with the natives of, the, of South Carolina. So, and you have just two years after the powder magazine built, you have the Yamasee War breakout. and that then it makes the, the walled city very important because people can come inside and defend themselves. As you said, day-to-day, though, they could store gunpowder for the militia there for those kind of large-scale episodes, but they could also store personal powder there they might use for just everyday hunting and other activities.
0: And the powder magazine would not always be a powder magazine today. as a museum, but... What other uses would the building be used for through time?
1: Yeah, it was used as a place to keep gunpowder from 1713, off and on through the American Revolution. After the Revolutionary War, there was a a, a period of time where they were sort of, I guess you could call it deaccessioning uh, military items, um, especially those that were incredibly outdated, like the powder magazine. It's hard to think that just after the Revolution, the powder magazine would have been considered to be outdated, but um, pretty you know, early 1700s structure. So then throughout the 1800s, private owners will use it uh, for a variety of different functions. They'll use it as a print shop, a blacksmith shop. It's used to house 2,100 bottles of Madeira wine in the 1860s. So during the American Civil War, it's not really serving a military purpose. It's actually housing wine, kind of interesting um they then add the, a major iconic door to the front of the building as we call it the front today it faces cumberland street and it's it's a double bay door if you will and it was basically to accommodate a horse carriage so it served as a carriage house for a little while in the later 1800s but then there was discussion of just tearing it down because we had the larger earthquake in 1886 it was in really rough shape And a group of ladies who had recently formed an organization stepped in to preserve it. Uh, And that group is the National Society of the Colonial Danes of America in South Carolina. And that uh, ladies' organization bought it, used it for their organization's old headquarters. And in the year 1903, they opened it up for 10 cents for people to come in and take a look at some of the family heirlooms and things like that and to start talking history within the old arsenal.
0: Yeah, and it is still that museum today, and people can come and visit it when they come to the city of Charleston, and they can also, though, attend upcoming virtual lectures. Uh, Tell us about those and how people can sign up.
1: Sure. Um, Throughout the last 100 years, the building has, as you said, functioned as a museum property, and today the nonprofit's uh, focus is education. And we do a variety of different programs, but one of the ones that we've done now for about 12 years is called the Fall Lunch and Lecture Series. It's a six-week series that generally involves different author historians, and people come in and enjoy their lunch inside the old powder magazine uh, while they're listening and learning history. The uh, challenges of COVID uh, this year, of course, has kind of squelched some of these opportunities to do in-person Activity, so we've converted it, like many other sites have done, uh, to a program called Zoom at Noon. And so, from October 15th running into November 19th, we'll do a six-week series um, of different author historians, and people can log into Zoom, and it'll be on them to uh, to bring the lunch, but of course we'll we'll deliver the history.
0: Yeah, these are going to be really interesting lectures. And uh, just like with the Powder Magazine, representing not only local history but national histories, I think so will these uh, lectures. Alan, thanks for being on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Arsenal of History is available at the Powder Magazine, online at com and wherever local books are sold. For more information about the lecture series and to sign up, visit powdermagazine.org. That, again, is Powdermagazine.org. I want to thank Jay and Bill's Unnamed Band Project for the podcast theme song. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram under Jane Bill's Unnamed Band Project. Thanks for listening, and I will talk with you again soon.